Hello there. Welcome to Treasures and Truth with Tope. I'm excited to have you here. I'm your host, Tope Keku. This podcast is all about helping you to discover the hidden treasures in your trials so you can renew your confidence and live in freedom. So if you're going through a tough season in life and need encouragement, you'll find support here. And today on the show with me, I have a guest a woman of deep faith. She's a minister of the gospel and a lawyer. She ministers in the marketplace, both in person and virtually. And God has used her in many ways to support the establishment of and growth of new churches in London, Kano, Ibadan, Lagos, and Abuja in Nigeria. She's been married to her sweetheart for over 30 years, And God has blessed them with two lovely children who are young adults. So uh, please join me in welcoming Mrs. Kemi Indeli. Welcome, Kemi. It's a pleasure to have you on Treasures and Truth podcast. Thank you very much, Topo. It's a a pleasure to be here and I appreciate the invitation and uh, the ministry that God has given to you. Thank you for inviting me over. You're welcome. So um, I would like to ask, we, uh, we, we all have stories, right? So I would like to, for you to share with our audience one of your God stories and how God met you in that experience. Thank you very much, Tope. Um, certainly uh, with somebody who's, who's work, worked with God since my teens, Uh, I met Jesus Christ, uh, the son of the living God, my savior and deliverer when I was on campus. Uh, I think I was about, I was 18 years old. Yeah, so that's about uh, 40 years ago. Um, And my work with God has been focused and God has helped me to stay focused on him, to grow in him and to carry along um, people along the way and to ensure that my faith inspires others. So um, I have quite a number of stories, some of from campus, uh, when uh, God God used me to establish the work there on campus in in different parts of the country, in uh, Papua New Guinea and in in various other countries. But I think that um, I would like to focus on marriage, uh, and the reason I'm selecting marriage is that it um, encapsulates many important principles that are applicable in different areas of our lives mm-hmm. and also would be very important for those who are struggling through marriages. I noticed in, in recent times, uh, both in, in, in Africa and abroad, the marriage institution is under attack. It's under attack um, in, in so many ways. Um, we we know about um, uh, the, the 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 challenges about uh, homosexuality. We know about the challenges about uh, divorce. We know, but we know that God has um, laid down the principles that he himself has put in place to ensure that um, marriages work. So uh, for me, 
um, I got married in 1992. And um, it was a little challenging in the sense that um, I, I was in another part of the country. I went for what we call the, the National Youth Service Corps. And I met my husband there in the northern part of Nigeria. And my husband um, was born and bred in the northern part of Nigeria as well. But he comes from the eastern part of Nigeria. Oh, that's interesting. uh, That's quite interesting. So we had a a, a blend. We both met in church um, where I I knew that God sent me to, to Kano to help to establish a work there. Mm-hmm. And um, he was also um, also invited to worship in that church. So the long and short of it is that um, both of us uh, fell in love with one another. And I was a little apprehensive because um, Tokwe would know um, the, uh, the, the, the challenges between inter, inter-ethnic marriages uh, back home in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I decided that I would follow, and I used to tell my parents after I got born again, that I am ready to marry anyone that is at the center of God's will for my life. And I used to I used to joke with them that it could be Indian, it could be Igbo. I wanted to give the widest and wildest <laughs> imagination to them. So... Um, when um, when I had been praying, my husband and I were friends together with so many other people. And um, when I knew that it was me that he was interested in, and of course we were getting closer and closer, I began to seek the face of God. And God did minister to me that that was his will. And I wanted to be very sure because as far as I was concerned, if this was God's will, then I would follow it to the letter. So uh, I took out time, I went to fast and and I prayed and I was very sure that God gave me peace. I had such peace. The Bible describes it as the peace that passes all understanding. The Bible says we should allow that peace to mount garrison in our hearts. And once we have that peace, then nothing can perturb us anymore. So I, I was persuaded, and I mean, after um, I prayed and I knew that that was the way, I was resolute, and I went along that path, and nothing was going to stop me. So um, two, two uh, principles that guided me along the way. Number one was not to fear, because when we fear, we bring in uh, the the we bring in the very person. Fear is actually the very person of the enemy himself. So when we fear, we allow ourselves to be um, railroaded into what God actually has not planned for our lives. And the second was not to doubt, because uh, I, if I had opened up myself and I told God that I was I was going to follow His will, and He had um, um, told me what to do. And I was relying on him, even though I was having opposition along the way, uh, I was resolute and I would share some principles later. I I chose to be focused. So my mom was supportive because my mom herself comes from another part of the country. 
than my my dad mm -hmm. so it was it was easy for her she said she when she received opposition when she was going to get married to my dad mm -hmm. she 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 prayed to god that if god allowed her to marry my dad she would never allow her child to go through the same experience so when i mentioned it to her she said don't worry just tell me number one do you love him and i said yes does he love you Yes. Number two, does he fear God? I said, yes. He said, then those two uh, mean that you can go as far as God will take you. So we, we got married and um, things, things were fine. But along the way, around about our fourth, our third year in marriage, my husband was duped by some business partners. They were importing medication from, from Germany and they, they duped him and he lost all his savings. So we entered into what I call the wilderness experience. And that wilderness experience was really, really challenging. So, so let me ask you this, Kemi. Yes. Um, yes. Given that you had taken time, I really appreciate the fact that you took time to mm -hmm. seek the face of the Lord before getting into that marriage. And you actually set out for yourself tests to say, if I want to be at the center of God's will. And then the next thing you said was, well, once I found the center of God's will, I want to stay there. And these are two principles that I want to embrace yes. to not fear and to not doubt. Because yes. if I do those two things, they will railroad me. So I think that yes. I think that uh, those two principles were very instrumental. So now as you go into your into your um, wilderness experience. How did you see those principles play out? Okay, excellent. So now I want to share uh, four key uh, principles that I have been able to draw out when I was thinking about it, that how, what would I really say are the principles that took us out of that wilderness experience? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to mention four Ps. Mm -hmm. The first P is prayer. Okay. The second P is uh, perception. The third P is perseverance. And the last P is praise. So we have four Ps. Yeah. Now the first one. When we went into that wilderness experience, uh, we ensured that we kept ourselves focused on God. It was, it was quite challenging. I think it was about a three-year experience. It was a tough time. Um, we were living in the northern part of the country where there was a, a, a increased persecution against Christians. Mm -hmm. And um, after some time, God told us to move to the capital city of the country. Mm -hmm. So we moved, but when we got to the capital city, things were expensive, things were challenging, the house rent was expensive and all that. We thought ah, we cannot survive here. Let's move to the Lagos. Yes. <laughs> so God did not ask us to move to Lagos. So we went to Lagos and things, the wilderness experience deepened. So, uh, of course, one thing, one principle about, I said about prayer, the Bible says in um, Luke chapter 18, verse 1, that men ought always to pray and not to cave in. Mm -hmm. So we did spend a lot of time praying and asking God and, and you know, seeking his face and, and directing him and ensuring that every step of the way we were following him. But we didn't realize that we should have stayed back in 
the capital city, which is Abuja. Mm -hmm. And because that is where God sent us to. Mm -hmm. So rather than stay in Abuja, this was like the, like, like the children of Israel who went, who were going into the promised land. They saw the giants. They saw the big cities. They were frightened and they ran back. So that is the fear that, that I was talking about. Yeah. So had we not uh, feared and stayed in Abuja, things would have been different. So my husband and I went and waited on God again. I mean, it was this very long story, but long story cut short, we were about to abscond to the United States. We had we had collect, we had uh, bought our tickets, we had gotten our visas, we had done everything, and we were about to leave for the U.S. because we thought it's not working here. Uh, by that time, we had a, a one child, and I was pregnant with my, our second. And then um, my husband decided, okay, let's pray together. We, we 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 both agreed that let's pray and ask God what He's going to do with us when we get to the U.S. And then he, he left and um, went and uh, to, into um, isolation for prayer while I was also back um, in another town. And while he was there, God ministered to him. If you are in a situation where things do not seem to be working, go back to the last major instruction that I gave you, which you have not obeyed. Wow, he was listening to a message that hit him like a ton of bricks. He rewound and listened to it again. And then it occurred to him, God sent us to Abuja and not to Lagos. Mm -hmm. So there and then he mentioned to God, please tell Kemi that we should no longer go to the U.S., but we should go to America because we were ready <laughs> to, to just go to the U.S. And there I was also waiting on God. God ministered exactly the same thing to me. Not that he did. I didn't get this uh, principle about going back to the last instruction. But what I got from God was go back to uh, Abuja. That's where I sent you. I did not send you to, to um, U.S. So my husband got home and then back to me where I was. And he said, Hmm, it seems like we're not going to go to the U.S. I said, yes, that's true. God has ministered it to me as well. He said, full stop, tomorrow I am going to Abuja. He said, I'm not waiting any longer. And that is the beginning of a whole range of goodness, mercy, grace, favor, uh, lots of good things that came our way. And that came as a result of prayer. The second principle which I mentioned to you was um, perseverance. Yes. And of course, perseverance can only come in the place of prayer. So perseverance is continuing in a cause of action without regard to any form of discouragement, opposition, or previous failure. And of course, that reminds me of Abraham. When he was 75 was when he was called by God to leave his father and his mother and his family. At 75, this is an old man, and he has a lot of failure behind him. But the Bible tells us that he got up and he went, and that God accounted that to him for righteousness. Yes. So in terms of perseverance, he refused to look back at the failures of the past and, was, and chose to press on to the great things that were ahead of him. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that my grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. This is so important 
Because when we rely on God's grace, um, we are able to boast in his strength. We are able to rely on him and he makes his own strength, uh, um, exchanges our weaknesses for his strength. And we're able to go through those hard times and come out of those hard times victorious. So um, let me read a scripture in the book of John chapter 16, verse 33. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Certain. Undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of the power to harm you. And I have conquered it for you. That is John chapter 16, verse 33, the Amplified. That I have deprived the world of the power to harm you. God has taken out the capacity of the, of the world to harm us in any way. So that, that is so important. And so, then I, I talked about, yes. You so let me say? ask you this then. Uh, when you and your husband decided to um, leave Abuja, go to Lagos, and then planning to go to the U.S., for some of our listeners who maybe have the same message, God has told them, stay here and do this, and they find themselves in that place, what would you suggest to them? What would you say to them uh, to encourage them? Okay. So I'm going to go back to the story that I mentioned of the children of Israel when yes. they were at the edge of the promised land, because yes. it is such a perfect example. They saw the giants in the land. God sent two, God sent 12 spies into the promised land, and not, not for them to go and see and be defeated, but for them to see that this land is really rich and God has given us the land, let us be encouraged. But instead, they followed the agenda of the majority. Majority is not always right. We must listen to God and follow his will. If we, if we follow his will, he will back us up and he will deprive uh, the circumstances of the capacity to hurt us. So what did we need to learn what Joshua and Caleb did? So those were the two people that followed, that gave a positive story. Uh, Joshua and Caleb said, yes, it's true. There are giants in the land. We are not denying the fact. So faith does not deny the existence of challenges. What faith does, it looks at God's capacity to take one over. So when we're in a challenging situation, we, we are not saying deny. The Bible did not say God called those things that be as though they were not. The Bible talks of, of, of Abraham that he called God called those things that are not as though they were. So things that don't exist, we say we speak God's word, and it is in speaking God's word that we are, are planting uh, seeds of faith, and they will germinate because God's words are seeds. As the more we speak them into the existence, into the atmosphere, into our situation, into our bodies, into our marriages, into our finances, they will produce. And so um, those two uh, uh, spies said, I tell you, there are giants in the land, but we are well able to take the land. Let's not fare. And eventually only those two entered the promised land because they 
said they were well able. And the others that were crying and, you know, gnashing their teeth, we are not able. The giants are land, they will, they're, they're there, they will eat us up. They did not enter the, the promised land. So, so I like something saying, that you just said, that faith yes. does not deny the reality or the existence of challenges. That sure. I think is a key point that our, our listeners can take with them. That Absolutely. no matter what you're going through today, um, mm-hmm. it's not saying to deny that you have problems. It's actually to acknowledge them and then look to God with those problems. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that tip. Amen. And um, I, I want to give us a, a scriptural backing to that because it's in Romans chapter 4, where the Bible describes um, what um, Abraham went through. The Bible says, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb when he was 100 years old. And verse 20 says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. We must not stagger. Staggering is going back and forth, back and forth. And that is a kind of doubt. So we must not stagger the promises of God, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And that's bringing on my last point now, where I said praise is the last thing. Mm -hmm. So the Bible says here, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. When we begin to give glory to God, even though we haven't seen the answers yet, just like Abraham did, he was giving glory to God. He changed his name. He kept him go to the seashore and see the sands. The Bible says that he said that your children will be numbered like the stars in the sky, like the sands in the, at the seashore. He knew that God would bring this to pass. And then verse 21 says, and he being fully persuaded that what God promised, he was able also to perform. When we begin to praise God, in our circumstances, in our situation, irrespective of what we're going through, we will become fully persuaded. And that is an element of faith and nothing will take that away from us. Mm -hmm. So, um, and and this is what happened to us because when eventually we obeyed God and took that step of faith, we got to um, Abuja, that cycle started again. We began to pray. So the cycle starts again from perse- from a prayer to perseverance and to a perception. Yes. We needed to hear from God. What mm-hmm. do you want us to do in this land? God mm-hmm. opened me up uh, to, uh, I, I'm, I'm a lawyer. I practiced for about 15 years. And just like Abraham, when we moved to this new city, God opened me up to international development. So I worked for the United Nations and I knew nothing about international development. God taught me. I went and and did my master's and God began to build my capacity, open my husband's business up into new uh, property management, very huge uh, property management business. And that's how God uh, turned our marriage around. Our children are blessed and uh, God has uh, shown us his great mercy and his favor and his grace in in those experiences. Wow. Thank you again for sharing all of these wonderful tips with us and principles. And I love how you weaving the scriptures into your story. But most importantly, I love how you connect with God through prayer, uh, through that perception, perseverance, and then praise. And personally, for me, 
I would say God inhabits our praise. Uh, it is in those moments where we, are, we have the most challenges that we praise him. And when we do, that peace that you talked about earlier, that peace that is beyond understanding, will be ours in those True. moments. And True. so it, it's it's really encouraging. Yes. Um, I also want to mention the yes. fact that I mentioned um, Luke chapter 18, verse 1 earlier on. Mm-hmm. And I want to go a little further down in the scripture where it describes, it's it's the parable about the, the widow mm-hmm. um, with importunity who refused to give up. So in that perseverance, it is linked also to persistence. So the persistence of faith is critical. Mm-hmm. We must hold on to God's word irrespective of what we see. And do you know, that what the Bible says um, in, in Luke chapter 18, verse, uh, I believe it's verse, uh, just a minute, I think it's verse verse four. For some time um, he refused. Now it's, it's referring to the judge. He refused for some time, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God, now some people used to think that this unjust judge was God. It is not God because it says, even though I don't fear God. So it cannot be God saying, I don't fear God. Okay. Yes. So this unjust judge said, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. Now, another scripture says that um, she was so persistent that she wore out the judge. So if we hold on to God's word, we're not holding on. It's not that we're just um, wishful thinking. We need to identify that scripture. We need to, it's a, it's a project. So when you have that project, you identify the scripture. This is a provision that God has made for me. You hold fast to that scripture, keep saying it, keep praying about it. And it's through that persistence that you wear out the enemy. Sometimes it's the enemy holding down our promises and our blessings and refusing to give up. But the more we persist in our faith, the enemy will have to lose uh, that which belongs to us yes. and we get our blessings because God has already provided these things for us in Christ Jesus. Yes. It just remains for us to, to lay hold on them and to receive them mm-hmm. uh, according to God's word. Mm-hmm. Yes. As we round up our time, I would like to ask you, um, as you gave several tips and several principles, um, what are some, if our listeners could do one thing, I think you just described one, but if they could do one thing after listening to your story, what would you want them to do? Okay. So me, I would say, slap it down. Slap what do it I down. mean by can, that? Can you slap expand it. a little bit on that? Exactly. <laughs> so I've used that word, uh, those words, slap it down, so that people would remember. Now, usually... When you are believing God for something, Mm -hmm. the enemy bombards us with all sorts of negative thoughts. And, oh, it's not going to work for you this time. Oh, that does not belong to you. This person is better than you. Oh, um, your husband has given up on you. Oh, uh, you're not going to have enough money to send your children to school. Now, what we need to do is search the scripture. You, we, we cannot survive 
without the word of God. The word of God should be the center of everything that we do. So whenever we're faced with any challenges, we must identify God's will in that situation. And God's will is his word. Yes. Whatever is written in the word is his yes and amen for everyone. So God is not prevaricating. He is not saying, wait, he's not saying, no, he's whatever is written. If you see it in the scripture, it belongs to you. Now, what I mean by slap it down is you, you would always have the negative effect of some of these things. For example, when um, we when we got to 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 uh, Abuja and we had just moved and God was showing us what to do, there was a piece of property that God was going to use to um, open up my husband's business, and of course it seemed to be challenging for him to get um, um, uh, soul soul um, soul. How would I say soul? Uh, he was going to be the leader. Or he was going to be the person responsible for getting tenants into that big, it was a very big property. And um, of course, he was not a professional. He just got into that business because God led him. And he began to learn on the job and and read up and, and stuff like that. So when um, um, he, when he got to the property and tried to, to, to um, engage the landlord, or the landlord had told him that, oh, I'm, I'm going to um, give it to the highest bidder, something like that. So we went back and prayed and we had to keep shooting down any negative thoughts that was contrary to what God had told us. Because God told us that that property, my husband would be responsible for filling that property with the tenants and it, he would use that to, to usher him into the property consultancy business. So we had to keep, you have to keep bringing down any thoughts to the obedience of Christ. This is what the Bible says, that we cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This applies really in the in place of healing, where you're believing God for healing in your body, the pain might be there, but you just need to take out time and uh, focus on that scripture on the uh, that scripture must be on your lips in your mind if that scripture just needs to consume you totally and it will come to pass so eventually we did um get favor in the sight of that landlord and then he told my husband the first person to bring the deposit for this property would be my agent my certified agent for this property and my husband was able to raise the money we, we paid for that property and it was the next day that the um, the, the well-renowned uh, property consultant in the country came and he told them, sorry, it's too late. I've given it to this person. So God just beat them by one day. And that was through our obedience to God's word and to uh, ensuring that you shoot down every thought to the obedience of Christ. So... Thank you yeah. for that tip. So this tip is to slap it down, which means slap it down, slap it down those negative thoughts and replace them with the yes. word of God. So replace them, renew your mind, renew yes. your mind with what yes. God has given you. 
Uh, whatever yes. scripture he tells you to stand on, renew your mind with that. I like that. And I want to bring in meditation topic because this is an art that has has um, people think it's they talk about uh, um, Eastern meditation and about the kind of meditation in, 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 in the Far East. But meditation is in the word of God. That's why in Joshua chapter one, verse eight, the Bible says that this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but in it shall you meditate yes. day and night. Yes. Even the book of Psalms starts with meditation. Yes. It's about about uh, uh, putting aside everything else and staying focused on the capacity and ability of God and seeing God transform our lives and seeing yourself in that new state that you want to be in. This is what produces results. Mm -hmm. And this is what transforms the lives and brings about a change. Let me end with one scripture. Okay. If, if I can. Okay. Do we have time? Yes. Then very quickly go to that. And it's in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 2. And I'm going to be, to, to be reading from the NLT version. Uh, when I saw this for the first time, it blew my mind. Now verse 2, it says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person mm -hmm. by changing the way you think. Yes. Do you mean that God can transform me by just changing the way I think? Yes. It says here that God will transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We've, we know the scripture very much. I mean, um, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. We should not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of our minds. Yes. This is what it means. That God will change us into a new person when we change the way we think. So slap it down. Change the way you think. Change the thoughts that are keeping you bound in your situation. And let us face what God's word says. And as the book of Psalm chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 says very clearly, we will be like the tree that is planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in a season and whatsoever will do shall prosper. Wow, what a beautiful conversation and what a, um, what a beautiful way to, to phrase that, um, yes. that we will be like trees planted by the waters as we slap it down, as yes. we trust the Lord, as mm. we surrender our thoughts to him. Wow. Yes. And then on top of that, we get a renewal of our minds yes. and also be in his will. Yes. That is that is awesome. So, friend, uh, I have no idea what you may be facing today, uh, but I hope that um, listening to Kemi um, has inspired you and encouraged you. Uh, the principles that she talked about again are uh, uh, prayer, perception, perseverance, and praise. And then she ended with two tips to slap it down and renew your mind. So... I would like to say thank you again for joining me here on Treasures and Truth with Tokwe. I hope our time together inspires you to tap into your own treasures. And we'll have the show notes for you at hiddentreasuresandriches.com. Uh, if you like this podcast, may I ask you a favor? Please subscribe and also leave a rating and review to help the podcast 
get noticed on iTunes, Spotify, and other places where uh, podcasts are shared. So thank you again. And I would like to end with this. Remember, God has answers. No matter uh, what you're going through, no matter the crisis, whether it's a relationship issue at home, at work, or any other challenges, God has answers for you. So uh, we'll see you next time. And until then, God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful day.